sorry for the delay. Um, no worries. We're probably just going to, if we can just like keep it on schedule, because I need to make yep. sure I get back out in the yard and finish raking today before the, the, the sun goes down. <laughs> it was like, we're talking like, this is farm talk with Laurel and Ryan. <laughs> no, I just, well, I man, I was doing it this morning and I, and I got, you know, done and took a shower and everything. So I... I looked, I'm going to take a shower and then I'm going to run back out and sweat again. I looked awful. But like, you were like, I need more time. And I was like, no problem. <laughs> like, okay, uh, like legs up, like, oh, thank God. But I was, I was catching up uh, with a friend of mine who lives in Argentina. Um, and so we were doing, we tried to do some WhatsApp calls and usually we talked for like 45 minutes. This time we talked for an hour and a half. Oh my gosh. So, well, I know. I guess I don't have to worry about the sun going down early because it's, spring forward which caught me uh, by surprise this morning <laughs> wait really i completely forgot all about it oh yeah I, I changed my bedroom clock last night uh i mean we all use our phones now so i feel like it's not that big a deal well, um, well yeah that's what happened is i woke up at what i i guess i woke up and i went my alarm hasn't gone off i must have woken up early and i looked at my phone it said eight o'clock and my alarm was supposed to go off at eight o'clock and i go huh Oh, well, I guess I set my alarm wrong. And then I just kind of hung out and got ready to go. And around 9 o'clock, my alarm went off. And I looked over and I go, oh, phone is set correctly. And that's when I went, oh, God, yeah, it's spring forward. Like, I just remembered. I, 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 yes, I, I've been off Facebook, so I think I've missed all the memes and stuff lately. So Oh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen those either. I just, um, I was supposed to have a really big event yesterday at work that ended up getting canceled on Friday afternoon. So... Uh, I was bemoaning the fact that I was going to have that really big event all day. I was going to be exhausted, and I was going to lose an hour of sleep. So only one of those things happened. I just lost an hour of sleep. So I'm I'm glad because I typically hate spring forward before it happens, and it's like like I relish fall back, but spring forward, I'm just like, oh, here we go, and I just didn't even notice until it happened. So. Well, it's funny because I love having more light in the evening. Obviously, I just hate the transition to get there. It's like. They're like, oh, hey, we're going to give you something you really like, but it's got to be painful at first. You know, they say like in the weeks after spring forward, there's usually, um, gosh, I'm sorry, something in my eye. Um, there's Don't touch your eye. Coronavirus, what? coronavirus. <laughs> they say it's usually there's more heart attacks and car accidents in the weeks right after because people are just kind of like sleep deprived and yeah, don't look at me like that. It just seems like. I read it somewhere. It's true. Yeah, it just seems like. It, like if 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 an hour thrown away one one way or another is going to cause you to have a heart attack or a uh, car crash, that might be a little. Uh, I hate to say it, natural selection <laughs> playing its course. Well, it, could, it could be indicative of a lot of other things going on in your life, and that was the tipping point. Right. Well, um, have you noticed the text dot signs that say like "Prepare for darker morning commute, March 8th? No, I haven't seen those. Oh, I saw I saw one on South Lamar yesterday, and I was like, okay. They have, they, they really try to be creative around here with the don't drink and drive signs. Oh, I, I know. They, at, at Christmas, they had a lot of Star Wars themed ones. The Star Wars had just come out. Right. That was like, arrive safe, he will. <laughs> Yoda, Yoda says. I think it's funny because I remember that one, but I remember reading it. And I, I don't remember if Yoda says, like, because usually it's like, here's one and then it blinks to the second half. Mm. I don't know if Yoda was on the second half. Maybe, but I just didn't get to Yoda. I just went, well, that's not correct. I think it was like Baby Yoda says, arrive safe, he will. Baby Yoda doesn't say anything because Baby Yoda can't talk okay. yet because he's a baby. Okay. okay. Doesn't Baby Yoda like drink tea? He drinks bone broth. Gosh, he's, he's so hipster. I love that show. If you're, if you're into very good television writing, it's not for you. But if you like a show that really sets a mood, it's very cool. What mood are you trying to set? <laughs> uh, maybe not a mood, but just like the, the, the... No, it's trying to evoke like the feeling of like old westerns. Like it really feels like an old, old western. That kind of like moody... Like the, the main character doesn't talk very much, but he really like has an attitude. Mm. It's it's I, I just like it. Of course, I, I generally like anything Star Wars other than the latest movie, so... Well, there you go. Speaking um, of movies... Speaking of movies. So let's talk, try and keep spoiler free, and then we'll tell everyone to cut ahead when we get to the spoiler stuff. What movie did you see on Friday Night Ryan? Well, first I want to talk about how much I enjoyed seeing a Jane Austen movie. 
with you, oh. which was kind of a shocker last weekend. I'm a delightful movie companion. No, not, I'm not saying that you're the you were the thing that was a shock. I, I know, but I was like, you're like seeing Jane Austen movie with you, which was a shock. It was funny, like seeing the commercials. I was like, I kind of want to see this movie, and so like when when you said, "Hey, do you and Tara want to see this?" I think Tara was iffy, and I was like, "Let's go see it." And she liked it all right. She, I mean, I think her biggest complaint was it seemed a little long, which I agree. I think uh, there was a loop in there that was like, okay, if we could have one less loop of everyone being confused of who's in love with everyone else, mm-hmm. that could have easily been lost. But I can't believe how much I enjoyed a Jane Austen movie. <laughs> um, it's, folks, if you are a fan of the 1996 Emma, I recommend seeing it. Even if you're not, I recommend seeing it. Um, you found it easy to follow, right? Because I think you at first were like, I don't know anything about the story, so I don't know how I'm going to do. But you found it easy to follow. So I read the wiki synopsis for Clueless, which really helped me. <laughs> like, I mean, it kind of like ruined where stuff was going to go. But like at the mm-hmm. same time, it helped me go, okay, this is what's happening. I think at first the, the not old English, but kind of, what is it? Is it 17th century or... Uh, it's 18th century. It's supposed to, I think it's supposed to be like late 1700s, early 1800s. Right. So that kind of English speak was mm-hmm. a little bit hard to follow at first. But then I just kind of... One of the things it does that I really enjoyed was... Uh, I, I think I told you this, that it had very broad comedy like inserted into it that was didn't feel out of place but there were some physical gags that were kind of happening which I, yes. it, which reminded me of sometimes when people put on different versions of Shakespeare there's the text and then there's like where the interpretation of it can kind of stretch and breathe and that's mm-hmm. what it felt like where it was kind of just some 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 interesting takes the the Bill Nighy character was a little more comedic than you said you'd seen him in other adaptations yeah in the other adaptations he seems a little more doddering yeah um, and this, he just seems kind of like a little bit of an eccentric. Yes. And I find in the Gwyneth Paltrow one, he is like a hindrance to her a little bit in her life. But here, it's more just like she cares about him and wants to make sure that he's happy. Right. The fact that that she wanted to like, didn't want to leave him and get married and leave him wasn't so like ridiculous like it felt like yeah mm-hmm. you should stay with him like he's gonna have a hard time if you leave he may move from eccentric into it being an issue but it never felt like it was like oh i want to leave but my father's such a burden like it just felt mm-hmm. like she loves her dad and then they handled it very well at the end like i don't know i i enjoy, i enjoyed it's it was funny how much it stuck with me thinking about it later and I almost made me think maybe I should watch other Jane Austen things, but I don't know if it was this adaptation or what, so. I would say this, like, I recommended the 2005 Pride and Prejudice to you. Um, it has a very different tone than this. Emma's also a much more lighthearted look at, like, a woman and marriage in that time than Pride and Prejudice mm-hmm. is. Um, but, I mean, I, I really enjoyed the 2005 Pride and Prejudice. It's rather short, um, and... Yeah, I mean, if you really want to dig deep, I can lend you all my DVDs of the five-hour BBC 1995 Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth, where he emerges from the lake in a wet shirt. Which which someone has apparently immortalized somewhere. Yeah, I don't think it's in. I don't think it's in that fountain anymore in England. Believe me, I knew when that happened. I was like, do I go to England to visit this? I I I think I said in the theater. I thought they should replace it with Colin Firth from uh, Love Actually being like, I hope there's no eels in here. Yes. Guys, seeing a movie with Ryan is just, you know, a, a treat. Just not, not nonstop jokes. I didn't talk the during time. the movie. No, he did not. He did not talk during the movie. Um, so the other movie I saw, but you have already seen, was I checked out Parasite, which uh, I think you had a good review of, which was you weren't exactly sure what you thought of it when you saw it, but it definitely stuck with you, which is kind of how I felt. I, I, I think I liked it more than you did on the initial see like seeing it but i also found out that i knew more about the plot than i thought i did which we'll go into we'll give you a little spoiler warning when we get to that but it was definitely a movie it, it's interesting because i've seen some of his other stuff and it's been more of his sci-fi stuff and i think i expected there to be some sort of supernatural or sci-fi twist to it that i didn't hear about it because the big thing i heard about this movie was you think it's one movie and then it turned there's kind of a turn and it, it kind of becomes another movie or it becomes different. And so I was waiting for it to be like, they all are in the, uh, 
living on Mars or, you know, something very, <laughs> you know, Twilight zone to happen. Um, and it didn't, but it was still very, uh, obviously, uh, Bong Joon-ho, is that how you say it? Mm-hmm. Very, very, very obviously his work because of the, the issues with class. And I think that's what stuck with me and I keep thinking of and, and, and kind of going back to. And, you know, it's 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 interesting that, like, I, I it's only been a few days, but, like, I've been thinking of, you know, things that I do that I go, well, someone else may not have this privilege or this advantage. Mm-hmm. And that's really struck me, which is it's great. It's great to do an entertaining movie that has that kind of effect on people. Yeah, I think I find myself thinking about it a lot lately in the vein of of the coronavirus and like <laughs> yes. things things shutting down and everything and knowing and I guess I thought about this a lot in when I lived in DC, not in the frame frame of Parasite because I hadn't seen it yet. But when the government shutdown happens, people are like, "Well, it's okay. All the government workers are going to get back pay." And I'm like, "Yeah, but the coffee shop that all those government workers go to that keep it afloat." that government workers didn't visit for six weeks, no one's going to give that make good pay. Right. So it kind of makes me think about, you know, if, for example, you know, I don't know, Austin ISD shuts down or something. It's like, will, that means people who work in jobs where they aren't given flexible work times, they work in the service industry, they don't have sick leave or whatever, what are they going to do with their kids? Mm-hmm. So I think more about like the ripple effects of things now because of maybe because of parasite a little bit i don't well not because of it but i'd say parasites heightened it mm-hmm. um did, do you do you want to get into spoilery parts yes or? uh let's okay. like skip ahead That's... two minutes we'll give ourselves sure. two minutes to talk about it sure uh the ghost scene ghost uh-huh. scene is my favorite part of the whole thing where it talks about the kid seeing the ghost uh-huh. and that guy just goes yeah like i Tara and I, we like, I, I, I'm, I, I, I just think it's amazing. I kept going back and forth, like, was that guy's eyeballs CG? Like, looking at the, at the picture of it, I'm like, they might have done some touch up on this guy. Like, he just looks like Gollum from, from, uh, from whatever. But that's the stuff that I, I think I kind of, in, kind of accidentally knew. Like, I remember going in and going, if someone had asked me what's this about, I'd be like, oh, it's about, there's a, poor family and they kind of like take over the rich people's house and they they live in the basement and i was like i knew like enough that i was like but i didn't know exactly how it all fit together yeah i i mean when i went in to see it when i went in seeing it i just i basically knew like nothing about it Um, i think i could i confirmed that it was not a scary movie and then i was like okay um and that's the thing is that i feel like it was being marketed as a horror movie and i see it as like a dark comedy uh yeah yeah Maybe with a little thriller elements. There was one scene that I was like, oh, he's going to jump out. I can't, like, when he was, when the boy was going downstairs with a rock to presumably kill those people? Yeah, I guess. Like, Tara said that, and I went, I went, I didn't even think about that. I just thought he was just, like, carrying that rock everywhere. I didn't know what he was doing. Um, which I love that scene where you just see, like, the hoop lasso go up behind him and choke him. Like, but everything before it's, that was I like, saw it he's going to jump. So it's a little fuzzy, right? Well, when he's going downstairs, that's the other thing is the way he films the stuff in the in the basement versus up above mm-hmm. feels almost like two different movies. Like the color, yeah, texturing and stuff like that was pretty intense. We're about to hit two minutes, so okay. But and that it. was Parasite, and that's when the dinosaurs <laughs> come <laughs> out. Oh my goodness, who knew? That's when the T Rex broke through, ate the Velociraptor, and they were able to escape. You ready to get in, into these episodes? Yeah, um, but wait, first of all, do you think Parasite was deserving a Best Picture? Yeah, like... Because, it's, because you saw so many of the Best Picture nominees. It's funny, I think if you asked me as soon as the movie was over, I'd be like, ah, eh, but now, like, again, I think it came out at, you know, the perfect time because people had time to really think on it and it really stuck with mm-hmm. everybody. It was definitely I mean, his best movie. It may not have been my favorite of his movies because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a sci-fi monster movie dork so i like some of the other stuff better but i was definitely like this is a really well put together you know movie that transcends language and all that i I think it was great yeah the subtitles are not at all a barrier people so like go go see it um i'm actually seeing it again today oh wow Um, because because i just well i had the alamo movie pass and i was like i want to see it again in theaters Mm -hmm. so um yeah uh, okay, let's get started. Um, hello, Seattle. <laughs> Welcome to Craniacs. I'm Laurel. I'm Ryan. And we're the Craniacs. We get together a few times a month and uh, talk about Frasier. 
I've been watching Frasier since its first episode in 1993 when I was under the age of 10. Um, Ryan started watching it a few years ago, and we just hit our two-year anniversary of recording the first episode. Absolutely. Um, I just was scrolling to find on on, uh, IMDb to find the the breakdowns and I don't know I just saw the name of a future title of an episode called Frasier Gotta Have It <laughs> which I don't I don't want to know anything more about that but I can't wait to get to it <laughs> amazing um so today we're talking about two episodes from season five the first one is called Zoo Story and I'm going to read the IMDb breakdown which is pretty long but i'll cut it off whenever it's contract renegotiation time at seattle's kacl so fraser kelsey grammar oh. hires a new ethical agent guest star robert stanton what who plans to raise fraser's profile by having a zoo name a new crane after him uh this is too long first basically what happens is bb comes back y- yes i was gonna say not only does bb come back it it carries over what i thought was just a throwaway joke at the end of bb's last appearance that yes. roz is still her client yes um and good for roz um i feel like pregnancy has empowered roz a little bit also i like to point out roz's pregnancy style is great i like how they have actually made her look progressively more pregnant and she's wearing like stuff you feel like roz would wear when she's pregnant she's, she's not, not really just... pregnant during this time i know no no Perry gilpin isn't no. I, I i know uh Man, I've been listening to The Office, ladies, and they're not here yet, but it just makes me think of uh, in The Office when it was uh, Pam had two kids, and the first one was like, having them compared, you know, oh, this wasn't a real pregnancy. Yes. This was a real pregnancy. <laughs> like, not to dismiss Jenna Fisher, but like, she just looked like a woman with a fake baby bump, and in the second one, yes. she got puffy. Yes, <laughs> like, yes. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, I, I remember because I wasn't watching The Office at the point when she had the second kid. And I remember just like tuning into an episode and being like, whoa! Yeah, what <laughs> happened? Um, yeah. Uh, I, it's funny. I watched both of these episodes last night uh, with Tara. I forgot to take notes, so we'll see how well I do with them. I know you just watched at least one of them, if not both of them. I watched both today. Okay. Um, Tara and I, at the end of the episode, both turned to each other and at the same time. We're like... BB's growing up. <laughs> I think like, same here. Yeah, I, I, I wrote down that I'm over Fraser's self righteousness regarding BB. Like, get uh, somebody who gets the job done. <laughs> uh, I don't know that I was over it in this case, but it was. I, I we'll get some into more of speaking of things that finally ended. Um, but his self righteousness, like I don't know, it played well off of this, and it, it wasn't one of those things where it was like. He was obviously right. And, you know, it was like you were making a bad choice from the go. Although I will say one thing. It ends up he he hires a very ethical agent and he gets him a deal at the zoo uh, where they name a, a, a crane, a Fraser crane. And then Martin Fs it up. And then later they act like, you have to get rid of this agent. I'm like, the agent was fine in this case. Martin, you screwed this whole thing up because you were poking at a crane cage with your your cane i, I that's know. hard po- to say po- poking a crane with a cane um, crane cage with I, a crane. so as somebody who works in communications and used to work in like pr specifically i was like that's a genius idea naming a crane after fraser that is great that the, the crane on the couch no not yes. a good idea a- everything after that i was like this is dumb but like apparently it was a good enough idea that bb was there having Roz, uh, Roz some publicity. Yeah, uh, have a an orangutan. Have I ever told you about my my aunt and uncle and the orangutans? No. Okay. No, have not. I, I may have told the second part of the story, but so my aunt and uncle used to work at the uh, Kansas City Zoo, like it was their first job out of college and all that when they first got married, and they would sometimes have to bring uh, animal. They would well, they wouldn't have to, but like this is the '70s, so they didn't really care. So they would bring animals home sometimes to take care of. They have to watch them overnight or anything. They just want to just bring them home. So they had like three orangutan babies that they would bring home and stuff. They brought home a lion cub one time. But when my my uh, cousin, who's an only child, was a kid, they had all these pictures of their mom and dad and these orangutans. And the kid, he'd be like, "Who's that?" And they're like, "Oh, those are your brothers and sisters. You part, you're part monkey." Like they would tell them stuff like that. Now, have I told you the story about when my my uncle and aunt met Tara? No. Okay. So, 
we're coming from one event. They're driving us to go stay with my cousin. Like both of my, you know, we're at some event with my dad's side of the family. Mm-hmm. And then my aunt and uncle pick us up because they're on the area and drive us. And we're staying with, with their kid for the rest of the weekend. And Tara has never met my aunt and uncle. And my aunt is the one who's related to us by blood. So she's very chatty. And then my uncle is married to my aunt. So he doesn't talk hardly at all. So we're in the car. And, you know, like everyone loves Alan because I was just like, yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, like that's all. I, I like I've heard him talk more in the last like four years than I have in my whole life because I've just been like, Alan, I want to have a conversation with you. What do you want to talk about? He's like, sure, yeah, okay. Well, it's if you one. get him started on a subject he likes, he'll go. Like if it's hockey or national parks or professional wrestling, he'll go talk. He'll talk well, for a while. I know you can talk about one of those things. So Tara goes. So we're in the car, and I, I you know, I've been thinking Tara for a while. I'm like, dude, Tara, you love zoos. They used to work in a zoo. And I'm like, tell Tara some stories. Thinking they're going to tell the story I just told you or something equally as cute. And Janet goes, Alan, because she's always trying to get Alan to talk. Alan, why don't you tell him a story? And Alan goes, well, one time a rhino died and I had to cut up its corpse with a chainsaw. And we were like, what? (laughs) We all were like, I'm like, Alan. (laughs) And it was, that's how they had... I have gasped in horror and covered my mouth with my hand, like that's, which I shouldn't do in these coronavirus days. Um, oh, that's how they had to get the rhino out of the cage. So, it was too big. Um, unfortunately, this is I don't, whoever sent the story to me is clearly not my friend anymore. But um, I feel like <laughs> a zoo in like Holland did this with a giraffe, where like they didn't have any food for a lion, so they fed the lion a giraffe oh, or something. No, or, it wasn't that. Any, bad. Anyway, a giraffe corpse and corpse ended up getting all chopped up, and I was like. Because uh, listeners, giraffes are my favorite animal, and I'm like, well, I'm gonna have nightmares now. So thank you for that. Um, I, this one was at least had passed, and they're like, well, we can't fit them through the door. <laughs> I just was like, I was like, Alan, I never hear you talk, and this is why. And he goes, I think, I think he doesn't like to talk, and so sometimes when you ask him to, he tells you something horrifying, so you won't ask him again. He's just like, mission nope. accomplished. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> But back to the show, Frazier ends up getting all of these publicity issues and he starts to really doubt whether or not his very ethical agent can really get the job done in, you know, negotiating his new contract. Um, and the whole time BB is, you know, flittering around with, with Roz reminding him that, you know, she's the best agent ever. Being very mean girls about everything. They were mm-hmm. kind of annoying for that part, but just anytime, but <laughs> BB at the end, she like corners Frazier in the bathroom and it's just like, I want you back. Let's stop playing yes. game. Like she's so dramatic, and it works so well on the show. That's so theatrical to begin with. I just, I'm, I'm pro BB. What if I just like took off my shirt and I had another shirt on underneath and said like Team BB? Yes, BB twenty twenty. That yeah. would be great. <laughs> um, I I did one of Laurel's LOLs that I'll go ahead and share was when she tells Fraser. She makes it a point though. She's like, I've put so much work into your career, and I'm like, it's true. She's invested as to what happens in his career because it kind of reflects back on her. But she says, I've been to hell and back so often. I have frequent flyer miles. I I yeah. She's just she's been in it so much at this point that I feel like, and it's kind of fun to have been put have five years of Frasier under my belt enough to go, ooh, a BB episode. Yeah, <laughs> like, and you you've really turned a corner on her because you were anti BB. You were thought she was a yeah. bit much for a long time. I'm sure if I went back and watched them, I'd enjoy him a lot more because I I know who she is as a character. She's just she's 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 a lot, but she's she's if you if you hold if you if you hold on, she's worth it. It was also I. Very much enjoyed the scene where he, where Fraser was still like, I, I still think this guy is ethical enough. And the guy comes in and he takes off his jacket. And he's wearing a Boy Scout uniform. And I'm like, like I had a good laugh at that because I, like, I was in the Boy Scouts. And as I got closer to being a senior in high school, like, what happens in Boy Scouts is nobody wants to do their Eagle Scout early. They tell you. Don't do your, like, when you're 14 and you're like, I really want to do my Eagle Scout. They're like, no, 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 hold on. So then you become a teenager and you're like, I don't want to do this anymore. So then right before you're 18, when you get a cut off, you do all your Eagle Scout stuff. So. Wait, wh- wh- why did they tell you to not do it early? Because they want four more years of you being in the troop. Once you're Eagle oh. Scout, why would you keep coming? So that's that's the trick. So there's always like, 
And if you, if, I don't know why you would, but if you ever went to a Boy Scout meeting, there's always like this like group of, of, of 17 or 18 year old kids in the shorts and everything in the back being like, Ugh. and I remember we kept doing stuff to try and like make the outfit look cooler. Like mm, someone found these, for <laughs> I mean, it definitely looked cooler. <laughs> it didn't look cool. It's so funny that y'all have full uniforms because in Girl Scouts, you either wear a sash or a vest. And that's it. Well, yeah, there's there's stuff that you wear just for whatever, but for meetings and stuff. I mean, to be 100% honest, we went to go see David Sedaris uh, talk one oh. time. And one of the things he said was, was you were always, everyone in this room was hot 20 years ago. And I like, remember when I was in high school and I was like, oh, this lanky, weird thing. And then I see pictures of me, even in my Boy Scout uniform, I'm like, look at that Adonis. <laughs> For the whole world ahead of him. What happened? What what possibly could have happened to that poor guy? But so, but that's how I felt when I saw that grown man in those shorts. Because I feel like that was one thing we did is we all vetoed shorts because we're like it. Like we look stupid if you like wear like the pulled up socks and the shorts mm-hmm. and stuff. And then I remember, I do remember we had the sashes, all the the, mm-hmm. the uh, merit badges. badges on it. We figured out a way that you like put it on your like on, on your belt, so kind of like dangled down, and it looked looked much cooler i don't know like now it's like who gives a sh- i i know some eagle scouts um from my high school and they were not very impressive as people and <laughs> bragged about how easy it was to get eagle scout and how they basically cheated their way there so i'm sure eagle scouts are for the most part a very like um respectable and like high honor the eagle scouts i know are, well i should say my, one of my friends husbands is an eagle scout i'm sure he is i'm an eagle scout so the jury's still out i guess yeah well <laughs> yeah but i just they were yeah like not not impressed with them as people so um, right um I, I think that you know there's a few bad apples in every bushel so anyway um yeah this was though it was an episode that i feel like as you often say, I could have anybody watch just as like an episode of Frasier. You don't need a lot of backstory. I though found this episode like honestly a little annoying sometimes. Maybe because oh, I, I maybe because I know that Frasier ends up with BB again. That I was like, come on, just like hire BB back. That might have been part of it. I didn't know if he did. I figured she she'll be back again. But I I also very much enjoyed after he signed. He's about to sign with her, and they're like, what happened to that crane? It's like, oh, it swallowed a jawbreaker. Yeah, it choked died. this morning. We have no idea who would give it a jawbreaker. <laughs> when he just BB he says. Is there any chance it wasn't you? In my mind, I said, there's always a chance. And she was like, well, there's always a chance. I was like, yes. oh, I'm BB. <laughs> I, I loved it. That's what, I, I don't know. It felt, I, I, it didn't annoy me. This episode didn't annoy me. So I may have a higher review of you, review than you. Um, if, if we want to review the episode. Um, Do you got anything else? I, I, I'm looking. Um, I did love, I wrote down that I'm very over Niles and Maris. Well, um, I've got good news for you. Yeah, I know. It was, it was a good time for me to write that down. Um, and then I, I, I loved the ending with Eddie on the couch and Daphne taking notes while Eddie's lying on the little oh, couch. Oh, here's the problem. Um, Hulu likes to go, do you, like, loves to cut that off for me. So, yeah, I had to instantly click watch credits because it's like, we're going to start the next episode right now. And I'm like, watch credits. It's really cute because, so first of all, as we all know, I have a Jack Russell mix dog um, and he's not nearly as active as Eddie is. And so, but he lies in that very position, like with his head resting on something the way Eddie does it. It just, I felt like it was like Leo on the screen. <laughs> like I'm looking right now and he is curled up like a cat on the back of a chair by the window asleep. Question. Do we have any, have you checked the mail pattern baldness bag? I did. We have a one email. Uh, are you, we have changed our terms and services here at Google. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, um, we don't have any mail. Well, I had dinner last night with um, a couple friends, friends of mine, friends of mine who are a married couple, and um, the husband, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. Lovely to see you and Casey last night. Um, is a big fan, and uh, we need to have him on the show. But oh. anyway, oh, he's uh, he's. I think he's either written or he's commented on stuff. So anyway, mainly maybe it's just that Kyle texts me while he's listening. Um, but anyway, Casey was asking. She said, "Well, now that you and Ryan both live in Austin, do you record at his house now?" And I was like. <laughs> 
We did once, and I think we would do it again. We but did like, once, and I didn't even live here. That was when I was staying with right. you for a night for my job interview. <laughs> I think it's just easier to call in like this. Like, you've got your setup. I've got mine. Like, Yeah. I mean, here, here's the thing. Not not to burst your bubble, listeners. But like, Ryan's setup is very permanent. It's, like, attached to the wall. Yeah, I've been thinking about doing stuff so I can just – I can trade this microphone out for a handheld. And then I've been oh. trying to do a two-setup for if Tara and I end up doing that yeah. podcast. So, we'll um, see. Also, Ryan and I live – how long would you say, like, on a weekend would it take for us to get to each other's if, homes? 30 if you minutes? live as, I'd say about 20. Like, it, it takes me about 20 to get from work. If you take the, the 183, if you get on 183 and head north, it's no time. It's not that much. It's about 20 minutes from work. But I live further than your office. You look like the caterpillar in Alice in Wonderland when you make that face. I don't know why. Just, hmm. <laughs> anyway, um, that's very flattering. <laughs> I like I like that caterpillar. Um, okay, good because it was a neutral statement. It was neither like. Uh, but I live further than your office, so I'd say I'm probably like another maybe as much as ten minutes more from maybe, your office. Maybe yeah, so it might be so, about thirty minutes. Yeah, but, um, but it's like thirty let, minutes, guys. Let's find like out. Give me your in. exact address. Oh wait, do you want me to? And you're gonna like cut it out. Yeah, I mean, if you want to, yeah, I'll cut. I'm not. I'm not gonna leave it in. I'll cut it oh, out. Okay, well, no, just I'm not a in, monster. Put in man. Well, okay. Really? There's one by us, and we had it last night, and it's a little delightful. Yeah, no, there's one right by me. Is it on? Uh huh. Near. Uh huh. Oh, so I should take that out because that's a little. You I'll bleep all that out. Yeah, yes, so they take out that knows. entire thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. So Laurel lives at one two three Sesame Street. Can you tell me how to get? How to get to Sesame Street. 23. 23 minutes? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Well, that is 23 minutes of straight trucking. Like, that's 23 minutes of, like, not stop and go. That is you just driving. So, if there's a whisper yeah. of traffic, I'm going to say that it gets up to 40 really easily. Um, we'll, Let's rate the episode real quick, and then I, I have some other updates that might fit into the kind of mailbag type thing. Oh, okay. Um, You know, I you, think, you know what they are. I would give this episode... Um, six um, jawbreakers. I would give it. Uh, I was gonna give it something that was in the next episode. So hold on a sec. I would give it seven. The worst cr- crane cage I've ever seen in my life. That was a dog pin. That wasn't even a good dog pin. Yes, and also <laughs> I guess it was narrow enough that the crane couldn't lift its wings while it was in the cage but yeah, i was uh, just like what that crane must have been because they they're, they put their face in like they were doing things with that crane that i was like i don't know if i would do this in yeah. real life um the other update i want to say that we talked about was uh, a question we had in the early episode was who was frazier when Fra- and he says it in the next episode too about being divorced twice mm-hmm. who was frazier's first wife and uh a a a listener mm-hmm. so a listener let us know that uh fraser's first wife if a listener brad from twitter uh brad if you want us to in a future episode give out your twitter handle let us know otherwise we're gonna leave it we're not gonna do it this time um but brad let us know that uh the her her his first wife was uh emma thompson playing nanny g which it was as soon as he said, I heard that I went, oh, how could I possibly forget about Nanny G? Because it was before Emma Thompson's big career. It was such a, it was, it was, it was a Cheers episode. And I love that they just kept it in and they didn't change it. Like, they just have made it part of this show. I think they say it in an earlier episode and they're going to say it in the next episode we watch. Mm-hmm. Where it's just now you have to remember that Frasier is twice divorced. And yes. then left at the altar, they bring that up in the yes. next episode too. Um, yeah, but we'll go into that bit. she shows up in um, a later season as well as season 11 where Lori Metcalf plays her. So I, like I said, I didn't watch the final season, which I guess that was the final season of Frasier. So, um, uh, yeah, this was just very much news to me. So Nanny G again, played by Emma Thompson, like before her huge m- movie run in the nineties, I was looking up her career and I was like, good Lord, she took off out of nowhere pretty much. Um, and it's still uh, honestly taking off, like, or still in flight. Oh, she's I wonderful. Say. She's, she's wonderful. But it's it's a whole episode where she comes back to do like a child, some, maybe something for. Is it for Frederick? I don't know if it's for it's for, it's for some kid. But but Lilith is there. Lilith gets very uh, jealous of 
nanny of nanny g because she's obviously still flirting with with fraser but they keep she keeps passing it off as it's part of my show it's part of my act so yeah i just i I have no frame of reference for this so i i'm just i look forward to i'm glad i can still learn things about this show to be honest uh yeah i i'm i'm excited for her to come back because as soon as i told tara tara being our our resident cheers expert was disappointed she hadn't remembered that first and then also like she comes back and then loves laurie metcalf so yes yes laurie metcalf who was fantastic in ladybird and was nominated for an oscar and perhaps i I need to see ladybird i don't love ladybird i I didn't i don't dislike it but i did not have the reaction everyone else did to it Mm -hmm. um i also don't really i found that i don't really love like those snapshot of like a teenager's life movies like book smart and stuff where like it's their senior year and all that so i'm just like not super into those uh, hmm. and then like going off to college and yeah i don't know I just, you're over it yeah i mean I'm, i went to college been there done that <laughs> the next one we looked at was uh the maris counselor uh struggling with their estrangement niles and maris i love it's like niles david hyde pierce and maris no actress <laughs> Start seeing a marriage counselor with unexpected results, to say the least. Also, Fraser assists with a relationship workshop that Niles is running, and Martin is encouraged by Daphne to ask an attractive neighbor on a date. Was this neighbor, have we seen this neighbor before? I don't think so. Okay, we were thinking it was the woman who was, like, knitting him all that stuff at one point. No, I don't think so. Because um, he says that this neighbor was younger than him. Mm-hmm. And he was like, no, she's younger than me. I feel like the woman that was knitting him and Eddie matching accessories was older. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, this is Finally. the end of, Ma- of Niles and Maris trying to reconcile. But I we made feel it. like we've done this before and it turned around. This one had more of a finality feel to it, but good lord, I was like, like, Tara and I were just like, thank God. <laughs> I, I can say, I mean, obviously this is not like, it's not like Maris has never spoken of again or anything. That's definitely not the case. But um, this is the, as far as I know, as far as I can recall, this is the end of them trying to reconcile. After Good. this, it's divorce and um, everything that goes along with that. So, right. Okay. Well, I'm um, I'm sure now that she's not even trying to get with them again together, she's going to be even worse. Um, yeah, so, uh, what, what, what did, first of all, I have to point out that this show, the show was a little different than any show this season, and that we had some callers at the beginning. It was yes. ratings week. Now, Tara identified one of them. I think the other one she didn't, she didn't know. I, I know who two of them are. I don't know who the woman was. I forgot. Okay, I, I don't, I didn't look up any of them. Okay. I went, to, I went to watch the credits at the end for it, and then I, I so. Well, do you want to guess? Do you have any guesses? No, I have no guesses. So the woman Mary was Bess Meyerson, I, who I believe is. was in The Honeymooners. She was an annou- no, she was an announcer on the Jackie Gleason show. I don't know who this woman is. She's done a few things. I think she probably has a bigger. She's just old television person. Okay. Sorry, Bess. I apologize if you're a listener. Uh, then it was Rob Reiner. Oh, wow. And John Waters. So two directors going back and forth. Oh, wow. John Waters is known for directing. Uh, Pink Flamingo. Oh, I was going to say Hairspray. Also Hairspray. The original Hairspray. Yeah, the OG Hairspray. The OG Hairspray. Does a lot of... musical Hairspray I love, by the way. Like, love it so much. (laughs) The only thing I know from that is there's one scene from that movie that's, like, stuck in my head. Like, you ever have, like, a scene from a movie that just gets embedded? So it's the whole thing where they're like, I'm Susie. And then the guy's like, and I'm Brad. Or whatever his name is. It's Link. I I think about that all the time. And I'm, he does this like weird dance. And it's just, I don't know why. I saw that once and I'm like, what is this? And it just got stuck in my head. That's such a good song too. Nicest Kids in Town. Uh, So good. Um, So they call in and it's sweeps week. So Ross is like, Getting them to add fictional uh, addendums onto their problems and like has this bidding war between two of them. She's like, he's a transsexual (laughs) running for Congress. Congress. I love it. He's like, you ever run for office? What? You mean like Congress? Congress. Perfect. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) 
so yeah, good. Yeah, I uh, I was like, man, Ross would be a really good producer on like The Bachelor because um, they like it's their job to make the the contestants look compelling. Now this is going back to the previous episode, but do you remember the part where it said BB negotiated her a thirty percent raise? Uh-huh. That's uh-huh. ridiculous. That's insane. Especially when they're calling in someone to like cut stuff. And I know we're going back to the previous episode, but when Gil comes in, that whole Gil scene where he's like. I don't know. I can't remember any of it verbatim, but I just remember laughing very hard at it. At Gil's like, I've been, I've lost money. I don't know. Yeah, anyway, my sorry. salary's been slashed. Yes. Ah, um, uh, yeah. That I was like, a thirty percent raise is mm-hmm. quite significant. Um. Anyway, uh, but really, after this, after those callers, we don't really go back to the radio station i don't think right um it, fe- it feels like one of those things that they may have done and then just stuck in it could have been yeah yeah it could have been anywhere uh i really enjoyed at the beginning when daphne is you know telling martin they should have asked mrs crowley out um and she she says like i'm never gonna get the two of you married off and out of this house <laughs> I don't know. That just tickled me a whole lot. Well, I just love that she, we're like, you don't, you're, you live here the least. <laughs> yeah. Like she lives as much as they do, but she's, excuse me. She's like, she's hired. So it's like, it's, uh-huh. it's Fraser's apartment. It's his, like, you know, like the other, she shouldn't, she doesn't get to keep it if they leave. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. So is this, I know we're going back to the previous episode, but the previous one was the one where Niles was horny, right? Yes. Yes. So in this one, I guess Niles is still horny. And he's talking about how things are going well. And he's going to uh, uh, sneak in when Maris finishes a tennis lesson or something. Something like that. And he's going to, to woo her in the bed. And I really like this scene. It was, it, it, it played out very quick. It, 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 the joke of it, she, he goes in, he hears her quotes in the shower. And he does, puts some... Like lights, like put put some music on and like rose petals and stuff. Definitely. Well, first he does just the roses in the bed, and then a man comes out who I immediately go, oh, that's got to be there, a therapist, and takes the roses and then goes back in, and then Niles comes out and goes, ooh, there it's like, and they keep okay. doing that, they keep missing each other. Yes, and that reminds. I wrote down this reminds me of a play. Like yes, that's where yes, Frazier, yes, yes. Like, sings in terms of its staging. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then they both get in bed together at the same time in the dark, and then they both go. Maris, ah! like when they hear a man's voice say it. Well, I like when when Martin's like, "What was your first clue? Like that it wasn't like Maris in the bed." And he's like, "The heat coming from her side." Yes, I we'll, we'll get to that scene in a minute because I have a lot of thoughts about that. But I liked them leading up to this. The uh, you know the guy was just a typical scummy scummy scumbag, <laughs> just being like, you, "Like this is good. This is good for you, Niles." I was like. F you, buddy. <laughs> like, get out of here. You know what you this did. Also, this happens in the first Wives Club. I don't know if anybody's seen that movie to Diane Keaton's character, where mm-hmm. she and her husband are seeing a marriage counselor played by Marsha Gay Harden, and she um, goes to her husband's, the, the, like, hotel suite he's been living in, and then the marriage counselor, like, walks in and is like, honey? And, yeah, it turns out that they've been having an affair. Um, yeah. Or what is it? And like, speaking you- of uh, love, actually, the, like... Get back in here, you stud. I want to have you oh, at least yes. twice more before Jamie comes home. Yes, exactly. Oh. Um, 100% this therapist would lose his license. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When Niles was like, I could have your license pulled. I was like, could you should have his yeah, license Yeah, absolutely. Pulled. This is like, he. not only is he, is he a therapist having an affair with a client, he's a marriage counselor having yes. an affair with a, one of his clients. Oh, yes. Seen. Like, I was like, yeah, your career is toast, sir. Right. Um... Niles could also sue him, I would say. <laughs> Which he should, but he probably won't. But I, I don't know. Yeah, that was the one thing where I was like, this guy just seems like typical. Like, he seems like a cartoon. This doesn't seem very real. He's not, you know, he just seems like, I hate this guy. I think I was just like, I hate this guy. And that was yeah. about it. But, um, so then, I, I forget, they have the, the, Frazier is helping Niles with the, the couples, the the group counsel of of it's a group couples counseling. Yes, that seems um, like a bad idea. I I know, um, but it worked for this show. And Niles encourages like a little bit of like role play, like pretend I'm your husband and let's have a conversation. And then Niles like flies off the handle and like mm-hmm. talks about how he wants to die and everything. And I honestly felt like that was such a like raw and vulnerable moment for Niles that I was just like. Oh, Niles. Like, he, good for you for being in touch with your emotions. Right. Like, oh. 
I, I did like the part where he storms out and Fraser follows him because he's going to go try and thinking about reconciling with with Maris and he, and he runs out and Fraser's like runs out into the group of people and is just like some marriages are bound to fail and then he's like alright we'll see you all next week yeah yeah um this is the part the, the last part of this episode is my favorite part of it and what really like gave it a high marks for me it's it's funny I when I watched this last scene I was like Ryan's gonna have a lot to say about oh, this part I, I really enjoyed it I, I liked the way Niles came to the realization where he's like I ran to the door I stand outside the gate and then I started realizing how many times I was yelling through gates yelling upstairs yelling through doors peeping through keyholes he said something really funny. He had like a, um, like a at one time a pet door. Yes, for this for this woman, he's like, I'm I'm done with it, and it felt like, you know, a realization, but also kind of empowering for Niles. Um, it was really good. I liked it a whole lot. I liked that. I liked uh, <laughs> uh, Martin had gone on the date he thought with the neighbor, and it turned out the neighbor was trying to hook him up with his her mother. Who yes. was like eighty something? Eighty six. Um, yes. She smiled a lot. She showed me pictures of her great grandchildren. Couldn't remember the, any of their names, but it's okay because she couldn't remember mine. Yeah, he had. He seemed to have a really good humor about the whole yeah, thing too. Yeah, I, I thought. I mean, I feel like we we've all been on dates that just like that you kind of look back and laugh about over you know the the scenarios. Right. So and I, it's, yeah, I agree. He had a good he had a good perspective about it. And it's also. Um, he like he they kept saying like he sure is there a long time like i think martin like it, to me i'd like to think he stayed long just to be polite nice yeah. to this woman i mean she needed companionship but yeah i did yeah. like the bit in the cold clothes where she brings him a cake and he opens it up and she's forgot to put the cake in it yes yes um so martin has that problem so then fraser jumps in and he's like you know if it, it's probably little consolation but both of you are a distant second and third to me and you know twice divorced once left at the altar and they all start drinking and taking shots i don't I, I, were they doing like shots of liquor because <laughs> that seemed I, like a, i couldn't tell what they were drinking i wonder if that was like a like a fortified wine or something like that like where a cordial it's, of sorts yeah, yeah yeah i don't know that it was necessarily uh like a full-on shooting liquor mm-hmm. but i liked them all doing that i like them having that moment and going out on the the uh balcony and having like you know the moment where they're like come and get us women there's yes. thousands of women out there and they're they're all lining up for us to embarrass ourselves yeah yeah i i thought that was i found that really touching i also i like it whenever they can kind of do away with the generational divide and mm-hmm. just relate to each other as like people well i like when the crane boys are like have a moment together like mm-hmm. that like you know they do it every once in a while but i think it was just the three of them and they get a chance to, to really feel like a family, like to come together and, and do that. Like, you know, I talked about the last time, I think when it was just not uh, Frazier and Martin in the bar sharing a beer. I don't know. I get, I get warm and fuzzies for that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's kind of rare on the show because part of the crux of the whole show is just like the differences between mm-hmm. Frazier and Niles and Martin. Um, yeah. I, I, I dug it. I mm-hmm. dug this whole episode a lot. Um, there were some good LOLs in here. Um, Daphne, you know, getting wanting to get them married off and out of the house. Um, when when Mrs. Crowley calls Martin to ask him over for dinner, and she's like, a certain someone is asking a certain someone out on a date. And Fraser says, yes, where would we be without you <laughs> Brits and your knack for code cracking? Which then I remember, did you see the movie The Imitation Game? Well, yeah, yeah. I think that is, it was a World War II reference. Oh, see, I thought he was actually just making fun of her, and I was like, but the Brits are good at code cracking. Well, they it was the Nazi code. Yes, <laughs> I think it was. Oh, you think he was referencing that? Yeah, I mean, I, okay. I don't know. I, you, they they were, but it's also, I think he's being sarcastic towards her. Okay. Um. Either Fraser said this or Daphne said this. How to get a date in two easy years? Yeah, I and funny. and I think that's why I thought it was the woman from a few yeah a few years ago. So. Um, also that when Maris came in and found both Niles and Dr. Shankman in there that she shrieked and by the time they, they coaxed her off the canopy <laughs> just the thought of this tiny woman on like a canopy I, I know I keep going back to the previous episode but was that the one where they said she doesn't like to wear earrings because it makes her head sag? It makes her ear, her head droop Yes yes, <laughs> yes. This, this uh, poor woman 
I just, I know, I know. I, anyway. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I liked this episode. It, had, yeah. it was a good blend of a lot of the things I like about Frasier. Mm-hmm. What would you rate it? Um, you know, I'm actually probably going to give this episode, I know I don't like to do 0.5s, but I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to give um, 7.5 Silky Pajamas. Uh, you know, I'm just, I, I was just going to give it 7, uh, so I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to give it 7 Pet Doors. Um, I I just I liked it. I thought it, you know what I may give it eight because they, I give it that extra point for. I'm gonna give it a a uh, probationary eight <laughs> based on the fact that if Miles Miles and Neris if uh, Maris and Niles get back together I'm putting it back down to a seven. You heard me, episode. You're on notice. Okay. <laughs> But if you guys have uh, predictions of where the the Niles Maris uh, relationship's gonna go, or how this opens the door for uh, Naphne to finally happen after all these years, dials, 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 <laughs> and for dials, I like Naphne. <laughs> Uh, give us, give us, shoot us an email. We are craniacs at gmail.com. That's C R A N E I A C S. We are at craniacs on Twitter. Uh, we have a Facebook group. Just search for Craniacs of Fraser Podcast on Facebook. That's where we post a lot of things we reference in the episode. And just anytime anyone wants to send us a funny Fraser meme, that's usually where it pops up. Uh, we are on Overcast, Spotify, iTunes, and Stitcher, and probably a couple other things. Uh, wherever you find us, wherever you listen to us, give us the highest review possible. Give us a five star review. Uh, if you're thinking about giving us a four star or lower review, Laurel is quickly thinking of something that you could do instead yeah, so, so of I doing that. I, I don't really have anything. Mm. I, could, I could come up Go with see something. Parasite. I, I've already done that. Did that in November. Um, oh. I, I could, um, like, I could, I could come up with something. We could also plug Emma. Yeah, go see Emma. Emma was good. Do you, do you, I always laugh at the one Tara did when she hosted, because I listened to that, because I think my dad listened to it, and then Tara was finally getting to it. And was like, I sound good. Like she was like, I sound pretty good. I'm like, Tara yeah, you do. Sound good. You sound very she, professional. Yeah, she um, sounds. I mean, I mean, she has a little bit of NPR voice going but on. I think that's the one where she goes, I'm a big fan of being outdoors or a big proponent. <laughs> I was just like, okay. I loved that her thing was like, go go outside. So that's like my mother when I used to play video games. Yes. Like go outside. Um. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Why? If you guys, if you guys have an idea of something you should do instead of writing a four star or lower review why don't you let us know in one of the ways we just told you and maybe we'll get it on the show maybe we'll shoot it on the facebook page yeah. we'll, we'll think of something there um yeah i mean i will have one what, what i was going to say what's kind of occupied a lot of my pop culture this week is, is something that i won't really be able to recommend until may because it's <laughs> in production right now so or it's about to start production so um yeah well, and, and, and we'll, and intrigue. <laughs> exactly. We'll, we're on the edge of our seats. Uh, but until May, uh, until next time, actually, I'm Ryan. I'm Laurel. And we're listening. Bye, y'all.